You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. It's all happening. Alana, are you excited to talk about this episode? I am so excited. Um, but I, I, I think we should say for all of our listeners that today we're doing a special episode where we talk about the vampire movie Twilight instead of an X-Files episode. Thank God. <laughs> it's very similar. You guys wouldn't even notice if we didn't tell you. No, not at all. I The whole time I was watching it, I was like, is that Robert Pattinson? No. It's David Duchovny. Yeah. But in this version, it's like David Duchovny would be Bella Swan. <laughs> I, yeah. I, he really was Bella Swan in this episode. He was like fully, like 100% very similar character to Bella Swan. Yeah. I never, I never really thought I'd say that, but um, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm not unhappy about this turn of events. Yeah, I think we should probably write an essay or something about how Bella Swan was actually based on David Duchovny in this episode. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so much evidence. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about episode seven of season two which is called Three, the number three. If you haven't picked up on it, it's about vampires. It's about vampires. Unfortunately, Robert Pattinson is not in it. Um, You know, clearly a huge missed opportunity, but that won't stop us from bringing him up every once in a while anyway. No, I won't be deterred from talking about him ever. On this podcast or off of this podcast. I do remember you telling me early in season one that there would be episodes about vampires. I think probably when we talked about Eve and we were led to believe very briefly Mm -hmm. that that episode was about vampires. uh, You teased that there would be vampires and now there are. Now there are. And, um... You know, I think the show really delivered. It was, I felt like it was a very vampire-y vampire episode. Like, they looked up some vampire tropes, and they were like, cool, perfect, let's do that. And the question that I raise about this episode, or that this episode brought up for me, was like, where did the sexy vampire trope start? Does anyone know? Do you know? It just seems like it's very common that vampires are somehow, like, extremely sexualized in popular culture. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think as this episode kind of highlights that we'll just have to talk about is that there is something uh, there's something that feels kind of innately sexual about 
taking somebody else's blood, drinking somebody else's blood. I think at one point, one of the women in this episode literally says, I take the life of others inside me, which is so sexual. So sexual. Uh, But this whole episode is so sexual. And I, to answer your question, I don't know that I know, like thinking back, I think that Dracula is pretty sexual in that hypnotizing women is part of his whole Mm -hmm. thing and like his 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 thrall that he has over women um and i think that maybe it's in dracula there are like i think they're called like the three sisters i'm probably wrong about that but they're like very sexualized female vampires that um hypnotize men and then Mm -hmm. drink their blood so it does feel like vampires in general are kind of like an allegory for dangerous sex. And I don't know when that started. I don't know if Dracula was the start of that or if that was already around. Maybe it was like just based in the myths about vampires and like stories uh, that I'm sure have existed for centuries. Maybe it's just always been that they were kind of sexy. People were, like, kind of turned on by what was going on. (laughs) I mean, how could you not be? But they do talk very briefly when Mulder arrests one of the alleged vampires. They talk about uh, porphyria, which is um, a disease that Mulder says maybe that disease led to the idea of vampires as a myth because I think people who have poor, what is it, porphyria, mm-hmm. um, have some type of hemoglobin deficiency which makes them need blood and also are maybe very sensitive to sunlight because of it. Yeah, that part was interesting. and. I guess, I mean, I, it's not like I didn't listen to what Mulder was saying during it, but I was, like, vaguely distracted because he was just, like, the doctor, it was a, I think it was a doctor that was with him in that scene, like, brought it up and Mulder just, like, schools him on, like, what it is and, like, I was, like, all right, like, yeah, you, you fucking tell him, Mulder, like, and then used it to be like, well, clearly this guy had like a bloodthirst that was way more intense than that. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like the thing is, is that this guy was in a jail cell and was subjected to sunlight, and he basically like burns up and combusts. And Mulder's like, well, this disease could lead to like a light sunburn or like maybe some blisters, but it couldn't lead right. to spontaneous combustion. <laughs> right it's a little bit different which i mean he does make a good point um and in that same scene Mulder kind of admits that he thought vampires were a myth and now he like doesn't which yeah, well, i thought was interesting yeah i i don't know that i heard i think i probably missed that he thought that they were a myth in general but he definitely didn't believe this guy. And yeah. uh, he was wrong. 
which is surprising. Yet another time Mulder has some skepticism and it doesn't pay off. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's interesting because it's partially like, well, maybe he's just thrown, you know, like Skelly is missing. You know, no one really talks about it, but we do see some scenes in which I guess he talks about it with the, the vampire girl briefly. But, you know, we see him at the beginning reopening the X-Files office and looking at her necklace and there are, like, those things. But otherwise, it's not directly addressed that Scully has been abducted by some unknown uh, force, ship, alien, government. Uh, And... You could imagine that maybe he's just kind of off his game, but he also, like, seeks out this case, has apparently been tracking these people for the past couple months, and definitely goes there because he thinks they're vampires, and then is like, I didn't think vampires were real. Yeah, well, I do want us to talk about Mulder's emotional state in this episode. Mm. I want us mm-hmm. to kind of track where that's at. But I think Mulder, or at least what I'm assuming, is that Mulder believes that these people think that they're vampires. And they're killing people because they think that they're vampires. And there are, in real life, like people who say they are vampires and both require blood or say that they're like energy vampires and that they like feed off of other people's energy. And these are like communities of people who claim to be vampires. And I wonder how prevalent that was in the mid to early nineties. And if that is something Mm. that people knew about that this episode is pulling from, I'm assuming it must be, um, but I don't actually know. Yeah, I guess I don't know, but I do know, because I did a little bit of Googling about this episode, that um, there were mixed responses and a lot of criticism over this episode, to the point that the writers said that they regretted doing a vampire episode, and that they feel like they shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Which I thought was a really strong response. Um, But... Apparently, they thought that it was better, like, the script was better than how it came off, to which, you know, I question, but, um... The writers thought that, or the people critiquing online thought that? I think the writers thought that. They were, like, pretty disappointed with how it came to be, or whatever, um, but people critiquing the show despite how they felt about the plot line pretty much across the board thought that Duchovny was at the top of his acting game so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that I would agree with that I think this is a pretty intense Mulder episode and maybe we can circle back on what people didn't like about this episode later (laughs) But I do want to talk about David Duchovny. Um, He just really shines in this episode. I think there are so many moments in this episode where I was just enthralled by him. 
um, a lot of shocking things that happen. But I do want to talk about what Mulder is feeling in this episode, because like you said, at the end of last episode, Scully has gone. Scully is missing. Scully is actively out there somewhere, and we don't know where. And Mulder, I guess, for lack of having any other leads, just has to continue on with the X-Files. But we see in the very beginning of this episode when he's taking the plastic off his X-Files desk and, you know, reopening um, the X-Files, that Scully herself is an X-File now. And that must be so devastating to Mulder. Yeah, I mean, that's gotta be... Just, like, heart-wrenching and, like, I feel like he has to have some level of anger at himself for, like, I mean, obviously he didn't assign her to the X-Files, but, like, they weren't really on the X-Files and he was still involving her in his kind of forays into it. And he's just got to feel some level of responsibility for what's happened to her because, you know... This is this is really not the life she she asked for, but you know it is the life she got. Yeah, and I'm sure he does feel responsible because, as we know, as we've probably all res- all suspected, but learned in the last episode, his new partner type person, Alex Krychek, was responsible for what happened to Scully. Yeah, I mean, pretty directly linked. Um, that's kind of why he was there. There was, when we first saw that Krychek uh, was a, I don't know, double agent, asshole, whatever you want to call him, working for the smoking man, you know, he's like, Scully uh, is a problem. You guys didn't tell me that she was a problem. And the smoking man is like, we can take care of that. And, I mean, it seems like they fucking took care of that, doesn't it? Sure does. In a really extreme way. (laughs) They got her abducted by aliens. That's an insane way to take care of something. That is, and it's also like, I don't know, is it helping, like, these people that just want to chase aliens all the time not do that? No, it's like... (laughs) have her regular kidnapped like (laughs) (sighs) yeah this isn't stopping Mulder there were a few no there were a few um times when Mulder I think kind of makes a small mention to his mental state or where he might be at like Whenever he first starts on this case, I think one of the police officers asks him, like, who his partner is, and he says that he works alone, which the police officer thinks is very odd, Um, and Mulder's kind of, like, short with him. There's a part where uh, I think the police officer later asks him, like, what hotel he's staying at, and he says, I didn't check into a hotel, I don't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. which I believe he's definitely not sleeping. So I think he's not directly talking about Scully, but we are 
kind of seeing cracks in him. Yeah. Oh, I I would definitely say that that is an accurate assessment of, uh, yeah, I mean, I wrote down that line about not sleeping. I was like, oof, yeah. Yep. How could he? How could he sleep? I don't know. And I guess that's because he doesn't. That's it. You know, there's really no question there. And I, I, I started kind of writing notes about Mulder's emotional and mental state at the very beginning of this episode. And where he was at the beginning of this episode, I think is like very different. Or we see kind of some layers being peeled back throughout the episode because he gets even more reckless, I think, than I expected him to. I was really shocked. And I don't want to, I mean, I know we can skip around wherever. I don't want to, like, skip around to the most shocking part. But I'll just say I was shocked at what he does in this episode. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I guess I want to know if you were shocked and pleased or not pleased because I know that like you kind of like to see Mulder have sexual tension with anyone which is you know not something I subscribe to but (laughs) oh you know I was pleased I was so pleased I was uh I was verklempt is the word that I use um, whenever I realized what was happening so like just for like a basic overview There is a woman involved who is maybe one of the vampires who are unsure at the point when Mulder meets her. And they meet in a bar, which seems to be kind of like a vampire bar for these people who mostly just think that they're vampires um, or are interested in like kind of dark, like blood play stuff. And... From this scene, when they're just in the bar, I was like, whoa, there's so much sexual tension here. But I still didn't expect what happens later. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, It was, it was, it was shocking uh, where they took it. I think maybe now's a good time to, to bring up something else that I discovered while Googling, which is that, um... This woman who plays Kristen, whose name is Perry Reeves, was David Duchovny's girlfriend in real life at the time of uh, filming. Whoa, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yep. I was uh, on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Really weird choice, but uh <laughs> do you think he got her cast in this role that was already written? Like Mulder was gonna have this relationship with a woman no matter what, or did they write this with her in mind? Um that's a good question. I don't know, but I kind of think that he got her cast. Because I don't know how involved he was in the early seasons in terms of, like, writing 
and just like the production process in general. And I would imagine the script was written, you know, before they started the season, meaning before he got it. But I wonder if there were any like tweaks made once they decided to cast her and I'm sure that they cast her because of him like it wasn't like oh it's a coincidence your girlfriend's gonna play your love interest this week like oh that's so interesting and we know that Tia Leone uh is on an episode later I think we've talked about that obviously not for many seasons but (laughs) it's not like this (laughs) yeah oh okay well I mean You'll see when we get there, but it's a very, I mean, she's not a vampire seductress. I'll just say that. (laughs) It's the exact same episode. (laughs) They just hope that nobody will notice. I want to make sure that we call out this character's full name, which is Kristen Killar. Mm, Thank you. I'm sorry I left that out originally. Killar. Our favorite trope of them naming people very obvious things. Yeah. It's, um... Great. You know. Tombs. Killer. Just do it spot on. Don't even... Don't think about it any harder. (laughs) She was the woman, Kristen Kalar, who I mentioned said, I take the life of others inside me. And that was the part where I was really like, this episode is so sexual. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the episode starts with a guy, like, having an affair. (laughs) They just, like, write, you know, (laughs) the first scene is, like, heavy sexual innuendo, kind of. They're in a hot tub and... Then he's murdered. It's really not important. No one cares about that guy. Uh, we only care about Kristen Killar. And um, even, I mean, that that is, I guess, the defining moment of, um, you know, st- strong sexual undertones, as I like to refer to things. But even when. Mulder first comes up to her and they're sitting and talking on the couch like they don't know each other and their faces are like three inches apart in a in a in a very romantic way she orders two red wines for them which first of all feels romantic second of all I said bitch I bet that's blood in my notes um and (laughs) In that scene, she also says to him, you know, somehow she she can read him so easily. And she's like, you've lost someone. And then she goes, not a lover, a friend. And I was like, is this the writers just trying to like slip in here that like Scully's not his lover? <laughs> I guess it was. I thought about that too. Like they want us to be really clear. They haven't had sex. Yeah, but um, that's not going to stop Mulder from having sex. No, it's not, and I'm glad that it's not. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. When they're talking to each other, they're just like immediately whispering in his ears, basically. Like that's how they're talking when they first meet. But then when Mulder kind of gets out of her that she is a vampire or like she does stuff with blood, she takes him back of the bar she pricks her finger and like goes to give it to him to like for him to you know have her blood and it it looks like he thinks about it maybe for you know a couple seconds and he almost licks it but then he just says aids like he doesn't say like there's no it's not a sentence he just blurts out the word aids and this is also (laughs) I thought in general, in this scene, he looks like so nervous and just like sitting there with like his hands in his lap. um, And he's just like so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's incredibly uncomfortable. And the whole time she's like, you're trying to act like you're not afraid, but it is very clear (laughs) that you are and that you are like laying over your head being here. (laughs) Like. Even just if he's not going to participate, like just he's uncomfortable with what's going on on some level. And he's afraid of AIDS. And eventually he is. He eventually expands and asks her, like, aren't you afraid of AIDS? And I don't really remember what her answer is, but it's essentially like, no. Yeah, obviously that's not one of her main concerns if this is one of her like primary activities. Like <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so for me the most shocking part of this episode is that Kristen Killar shaves Fox Mulder. She shaves his face and I I didn't care for it. I'm going to be, and not even, not even because I was like, mm, that should be Scully. I was just like, this is, they're, they're taking this too far. It, <laughs> I was, I felt like, um, I was cringing. I, it was just obvious that, you know, she was going to cut him and we're not really, I mean, I guess we kind of know at this point that she's not actually a vampire, but she's still into blood. And so obviously she's going to cut his neck and it was just too, it was just too obvious and too uncomfortable for me to watch. Yeah. Whenever she comes into the room where he's shaving, which Let's not skip over the fact that he is shirtless while shaving. And yeah. she really eyes him up. She And I don't blame her. Um, but she gives a good long stare. And then she helps him shave. And I was really thinking, like, why is he trusting her to do this? Like, I think he thinks she's not necessarily a vampire but we know that she's been involved with this guy who is and she's been kind of involved in some upsetting stuff and Mulder shouldn't trust her but I think that that is like part of 
where he is in his, you know, mental state and how he's emotionally dealing with things. He seems very reckless in a way that like, I think if Scully wasn't in danger, I don't know that he would have done what he does. Oh, I absolutely agree. And I didn't think of this before, but just hearing you talk through that, I was like, wow, Mulder is really acting like Bella Swan in New Moon, where Edward has left her and she's realized that if she behaves recklessly, then he will like come and visit her. And it's her only way to somehow be close to him. And I'm just saying that it really lines up with Mulder's behavior in this episode. Wow, it really does. Wow, Mulder is Bella Swan. I'm going to write Stephanie Meyer a fan letter. (laughs) (laughs) And inquire if she's a fan of the (laughs) X-Files. There are things that lead up to this moment of uh, Kristen shaving him that I want to talk about because basically it's all insane. Like everything that he's doing is pretty insane. So somehow the police find her house and they're investigating it, but Mulder decides to tell them that she's left and she's not coming back. So the police just leave her house and she comes home at night in the dark and Mulder is just sitting in her kitchen, disheveled, no tie on, just sitting in the dark of this stranger's house, which is an insane thing for him to do. Super weird. And there's this whole thing with, um, she's baking bread and (laughs) there was like raspberry sauce earlier that in like a crime scene that Mulder noted when he opens the bread that's in her oven I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was raspberry sauce or if it was blood. But then he tells her that he knows it's like some type of ritual or tradition that when you're trying to protect yourself, you bake bread with blood in it, which is the first time I've ever heard anything like that. Yeah, uh, me too. And I mean, I guess I'll have to try it to know if it works. Uh, So next time you're in danger... I don't know if it matters whose blood it is, but I it they didn't specify. Um, and apparently any type of bread. So relatively easy to manage. Do we have to eat it afterwards? Oh, I would imagine yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would assume the whole loaf. <laughs> and all of the blood, of course. Well, yes. I mean, it's just soaked in there. You probably won't even notice. <laughs> well, I don't, speaking I don't of, wanna. <laughs> speaking of, Kristen Killar asks Mulder if he's ever tasted blood, and he kind of lightly nods his head, and it, it seems like he's saying yes. And it, immediately when he did that, I was like, Phoebe, he's tasted Phoebe's blood for sure. But then Kristen is like, no, you haven't. (laughs) Yeah, I was confused by that. Uh, Because I would believe that Phoebe was into blood sports also. 
I think Phoebe wants you to think that she's into blood sports. You know, like she just wants you to think that she'd do something like that. But in reality, she's not doing it. Okay. She's she's all talk. I thought during this episode that this woman, Kristen Killar, is like the next logical step from Phoebe. Like that's the last woman we saw Mulder with. And a woman who's maybe a vampire and is definitely into blood sports seems like a logical next step from whatever fucked up thing Phoebe had going on. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) Mulder, like, it really doesn't make any sense for Mulder to even be attracted to Scully. (laughs) Because she is so seemingly, like, sweet and normal um, and not, you know, manipulative or a potential murderer in any capacity. Um, Which is, you know, why it's hard for him to realize his feelings for her. Because he's like, she's not being mean to me or maybe going to murder me when we're done I don't understand (laughs) does she love me (laughs) that kind of makes me think of the monologue that Kristen Killar gives about how she kind of ended up in this world or with these tendencies And it seems like she was raised in an abusive home, which kind of gave her in an upsetting way a taste for blood. And then she was with an abusive partner. And being with that abusive partner, she explicitly says turned into like blood play, into like blood sports. They like were doing it in a sexual way. Um, While also like he was abusive. So it was like both consensual and non-consensual I think in different ways and Mm -hmm. at first I was like this monologue is kind of crazy but then when (laughs) I thought more about it I was like well then it is interesting it's interesting to frame it that way and to even like explicitly I was surprised they explicitly came out and said the word blood sports yeah I mean they they really went for it I think Something else I read about the episode was that um, I think it was supposed to be more explicit and um, the network was like, you can't, you can't do that. And so it kind of kept getting like tampered down and tampered down. And so like, this is what was left, which is, I think, part of the reason why the writers were unhappy with how it turned out. Um But I would just love to read the original script. (laughs) That makes me think that we are missing an actual sex scene. Because... Oh, yeah. I think so. And Mulder start kissing. And we see them kissing. And I gasped at this. But even then, I was still like, oh, it's not going to go further than that. They're just like kissing and that'll be that. But then it cuts to black in a way that tells us that they definitely had sex and we learn later that they did have sex 
Um, so I have to assume that what they cut out was Kristen and Mulder engaging in blood sports. Do you think that that's what they did? <laughs> I mean, I have to assume that, yes. I mean, I guess. But I it felt like because, you know, they kiss right after she shaves him which first of all I don't think she finished so did they like have sex with shaving cream on his face maybe but after she cuts him she like wipes it with her finger and goes to eat it and Mulder is like that's not who you are and like stops her so I feel like my assumption was that they just had you know like non-blood play sex so that she could experience what that's like because this has been kind of like prescribed onto her and not necessarily a life she chose and Mulder is just like really sad and so you know this was a nice distraction from his life and you know obviously brought him closer to Scully in some twisted way I think that's the the nice way of thinking about it. I think that's very idealistic. I think what I was thinking might have happened is that I really do believe when they've talked about it before that every time they talked about Mulder maybe tasting blood or her offering him blood, he seemed kind of into it and mm. scared of it for sure, but also into it. And in general, he seems kind of self-destructive with his choices and reckless in what he's doing. So I just feel like it's possible that maybe he explored some things that he wanted to try. I could see that that version going down. And as we've already talked about, he probably feels, well, he almost definitely feels guilty about what... Um, what happened to Scully and maybe he's looking for some sort of pain to, you know, m like exercise that guilt that he has. Mm hmm. These are some hot takes, Alana. I thought a lot about this episode. Alana's like, I watched it four times. <laughs> We haven't talked about the actual plot of this episode all that much. That's okay. But I do, I, I, <laughs> I want to say that the guy that we said burned up in the jail comes back uh -huh. and he catches Kristen after her and Mulder have had sex. And he says that he was watching and specifically says, I had to wait for him to finish. So he was really watching them. Yeah, he seemed to be like in the room, maybe. <laughs> Which seems possible. It's very dark in there. Uh, and they were clearly distracted. So, you know. Um, and this guy is her ex that she was kind of describing. And... Um, yeah, he is not dead. He's very much not dead from the, the burns. Um, though he does seem to be burned, right? Like, his his face had scars on it. Yeah, it's like he's, like, half healed or, like, in the process of healing is what it looks like. 
really adds to the to the uh you know freakiness of this guy's character. He's just like in the shadows, kind of burned, kind of threatening, watching people have sex. <laughs> and Kristen, when she goes back to Mulder, because this guy tells her to kill Mulder, so she goes back in the room. And I just need to call out that Mulder is asleep, fully clothed on her chair. So at some point after he finished, which we know that he did because that guy told us that he did, he made the decision to put all his clothes back on and not sleep in the bed, which I have to assume was him being like, this is the gentlemanly thing for me to do. Yeah, it was a very weird. (laughs) It was very weird. (laughs) It was some... (laughs) I, I would like to think that he just like got up got dressed and then sat down. I don't know maybe who's putting his socks on and was just like so tired because he hasn't been sleeping that he just like passed out there because, you know, the sex finally wore him out. <laughs> That's probably what happened. Either way, he was clothed asleep in her chair. Yeah, he was. And then it looks like she's going to kill him. She's got a knife. Is it a knife? She's got a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't. She goes to attack the other guy in the shadows. Lots of people involved in this uh, room where they had sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long was that guy there? I don't know. I mean, I think they were just all there. Like. <laughs> Um, and after that, Mulder fights the guy, her boyfriend, not the guy she stabs. And this was another point where I explicitly wrote, Mulder is so hot in this episode. Like, he's disheveled, his shirt's barely on, he's wrestling this guy. And then he pulls a cord out of a lamp and ties the guy up with it, which was, like, so innovative. Yeah. Very clever. Very quick thinking. He must be feeling pretty confident after having just had sex. I mean, I guess so. He's also, like, clearly, like, sleep-deprived and is probably just, like, fight-or-flight fucking, you know, fighting vampires all of a sudden. It's also probably a, you know, dream of his. (laughs) I just remembered something that we have to at least briefly discuss, which is kind of related, but not explicitly related. It's about Mulder and, you know, what he's into. But at the very beginning of this episode, when he goes back to his X-Files office, he pulls out a calendar, which every month seems to be women in bikinis with power tools or some kind of, t- I think there's hammers, I, there's a saw. He he puts up November, so we know it's November, and there's a woman in a bikini with a bunch of pictures of saws around her. Yeah, it's like, you know, I think it's another allusion to Mulder's, like, I don't know, kind of pornography, obsession, interest, um, and... 
you know, the power tool thing is, is a lot to unpack. Um, I'd like to chalk it up to, he likes powerful women, <laughs> strong women who use their own saws. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look at what the calendar actually is, because I'm not even sure that the women are holding the tools in. No, I think they're just nearby. Yeah. Like, and I almost think they're, like, photoshopped on. Like, they're not, like, in the same room. And I'd like to know, does that calendar exist or did someone make it for this show? If it doesn't exist, that's another thing that we're making. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, we're the women, though, right? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Good. But I just I think you're right that that Mulder is into strong women, but I also just think that he maybe has some, you know, fetishes that he wants to try out. I it feels very uh related to what he gets into later. Like maybe kind yeah. of related to blood play, kind of related to kind of, you know, more or I guess less vanilla sex than maybe what he's comfortable admitting to. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of foreshadowing perhaps what they were doing there with that calendar. Very nice touch. (laughs) Mulder wants these things. I think he just seems probably too busy most of the time to go after them, maybe a little scared to ask for them. But in this episode, he has just the right mix of feeling reckless and upset and being presented with an opportunity. Yeah. And boy, does he take it. But unfortunately, uh, Mulder and Kristen aren't going to be together. They're not going to raise little vampire babies. No, they're not going to make it, unfortunately. Um, She does die. So she kills herself. Who saw that one coming? (laughs) I thought she might die in this episode. I didn't expect her necessarily to kill herself. She does it uh, altruistically because she's killing the other vampires. So Mm -hmm. she's, you know, she's keeping the world safe. Um, But yeah, I think it's, you know, another tough blow to Mulder, the woman he just slept with. And we know he doesn't sleep around that much. Has died. Yeah, he does seem very upset over it at the end. Which is understandable, and he's also just clearly in an emotional state, and he's just like, this fucking sucks. Like, (laughs) of course this is, this would happen. Like, the first woman I sleep with in years, dead. Um... I can't, I was just a mad, I mean, the devastation he must be feeling just on so many levels is, is extreme. <laughs> Especially when you remember that he started this season 
in a terrible place. He was so depressed and angry and unwell. And like somehow now he's doing better, but things in his life are worse. Oh, yeah. I do think there's some element with Mulder where he kind of needs anger to fuel him a little bit. And like, you know, it like ignites some sort of passion. So like, even though all this is happening, like he is like, he tracks down this case and is like on his game, at least at the start to, you know, be involved because he's just like, he's got to be doing something. He's, his fire is lit. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess even though those are reopened and also now that he has to find Scully. So he's in a different situation than he was at the beginning of the, of the season. He is. Yeah, he is. And we didn't mention the fact that Mulder is now wearing Scully's cross necklace. He is. And it looks very nice on him. But also, aww. It's so sweet. It is very sweet. And Kristen, I think she talks about it right before they have sex, right? Like when she's shaving him, she pulls it out. It's either when she's shaving him or it's before when they're talking and she's telling the story and, um, you know, for whatever reason, his shirt is unbuttoned slightly. <laughs> I just, it like, I just realized that he was like wearing the cross when they had sex, I guess, which I, I don't love, but it's okay. I'll move past it. Maybe he took it off. We don't know. It faded to black. Yeah. He's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't. I can't be wearing this. <laughs> um, I know we haven't talked about the plot of the episode beyond Mulder having sex, but I need to ask you, especially related to kind of what Kristen says to this guy at the end, right before she kills herself, do you understand the process of them becoming vampires? Because what it seems is that these were just normal humans who were interested in like the vampire lifestyle. And then somehow in a way that I don't understand became actual vampires. So it, it seemed to me that you have to both kill someone and drink the blood of a believer. And so I, I assume it's probably easier to kill someone that's a believer and drink their blood. You know, you've got two in one ready to go. Um, but those seem to be the criteria from, from what I, uh, picked up on, um, which are criteria I've never heard of for becoming a vampire. Um, very, very specific. And yeah, that's what I, um, that's what I, that's what I can tell you. Okay. Yeah. I heard him say the thing about like blood of a believer and killing somebody and Kristen is not a vampire, but this dude is, um, 
And she says she's becoming a vampire because she like drinks her own blood and she's a believer and then she kills herself. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, this is another instance of the X-Files coming close to like, like representing like real lore about like mythical creatures, but then changing it so that it's not anything anyone has heard of before. Yeah, it's very specific and it's almost like specific to the theme of like being a believer in the in the X-Files world because like essentially she could have killed and like he even tells her I think at one point that like she should kill Mulder and drink his blood because he's a believer and then she can be one of them and she's like that's not what I want um but I yeah I I don't know why they why they chose um this route this criteria um other than I guess that thought that it fits into the realm of uh this show specifically is this what people were mad about in regards to the episode? Um, it seemed to me, I mean, I didn't read, like, all of the critiques of it, but it seemed like people were mostly upset that it was just, like, that it, I think that it relied so heavily on sexual tension. Like, most of the scenes were just Mulder and Kristen having sexual tension. People don't like that? Well, I think it felt like too there was one there was one review that said it oh, I wish I could remember the exact wording, but basically it they said, you know, it felt like, you know, I can't remember what channel it was like USA after dark or something, where like they were like trying really hard to make this like sultry and like, ooh, murder, sex, dark scenes, moody lighting, and like that it just relied on that and that there wasn't really much else going on. And I think it was just kind of like, like they were like, I mean, the company's performance was beautiful, but this is not like, First of all, it's not really what the X-Files is like. And I think it was like they chose like, you know, vampires, which I guess clearly have a history of being, you know, portrayed as sexual and just like leaned into it so hard. Like, it, I think you could have taken that scene of them, like where she's telling the story and like put it on the cover of like some romance novel. And it's just like really dramatic and like kind of like cringy and over the top and you're like all right we get it it's sexy yeah I mean I think based on our conversation there isn't a lot else to the episode because literally all we <laughs> yeah. talked about is uh the sexual tension and the actual sex but I'm just gonna say it I think that people are too tied to Mulder only being able to have sex with Scully and they just get upset when he's having fun with a woman who isn't Scully. But is he having fun? Because he seems to still just be, like, pretty down. But also, I do remember someone saying, and it wasn't anything about, like, Scully and Mulder being together, but they were like, 
it was kind of like weirdly a disservice to Scully to just like have like all this lead up to her abduction and then just like not really follow up on it in this episode like it's like we said like hinted at and we're kind of seeing how Mulder's handling it but we're kind of just like okay so Scully's gone and like you guys don't want to talk about that (laughs) yeah that makes sense and I guess I liked this episode because I liked thinking about it as like an exploration of what's going on in Mulder's head um and I liked that it wasn't all so explicit but I can imagine you know, being a viewer when this is airing and the week before, the last thing you see is that Scully's fucking gone and you don't know where she is. And then you wait a week, just like dying to find out where she is, what's happening. And the episode you get doesn't mention her at all. And Mulder is fucking a vampire. Yeah, it would be very disappointing and frustrating. And you'd just be like, what the fuck? Like... And I think it was probably even weird for just people that, like, are just TV critics. Like, it's season two. We kind of know at this point that the show isn't always linear. They kind of, you know, are episode to episode, not necessarily connecting. But, like, this season has had a lot of them connect. And then to also like kind of hint at the fact that we know this just happened and to like not deal with it any more than that is just like a weird choice and I would imagine that tv critics would be like if you're gonna you're gonna have a plot line you can't just drop it now so that your lead character can have sex with a vampire (laughs) I get that but I also think that I am going to write a response to all of these TV critics and tell them why they're wrong and this episode is actually great. Uh, Because I do love this episode, even though the actual vampire part of it felt uh, barely important at all. And I didn't necessarily even understand the kind of lore they were giving us about vampires, but I I liked what's going on with Mulder. Yeah, I mean, the the vampire stuff is just a backdrop to Mulder's emotional state. And it's almost like, I mean, you can assume there was some sort of discussion about aesthetic of like, okay, we're going to be exploring Mulder's dark sadness. Like, what kind of thing can be the backdrop for that? And so obviously it's like sexy, but like dark vampires and everything's really low lit. And it's like, a visual representation of how he's feeling. Yeah. And I think they did a great job at that. They did. And they cast his girlfriend. So (laughs) now next week when they don't talk about Scully or about this vampire chick dying, maybe I'll have some other things to say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, next week is called One Breath. And it says Mulder suspects the government was responsible for Scully's disappearance. Oh, wow. So I'm wrong. They are going to talk about at least Scully. They're going to talk about it to the point that it's the Hulu description. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since this episode wasn't about aliens, I'll say... 
Vampires, if you're out there, I don't know. I'm kind of interested. Let's see what's up. <laughs>